Hey guys, it's Matt and Heather with the Joyful Family Podcast. We're so excited to be with you this week. You know, if you haven't followed our social media or gone to our website and subscribed to the newsletter, go and do that right now. We don't want you to miss any of the content that's being put out there. We even have some new um, scripture cards that you can post all around your house. We have some for peace and then also the ones for your marriage. Both of those are awesome. They're free to download if you want to print them yourself, or you can go to our store through our website and you can order them pre-printed on cardstock and they come very nice um, on durable paper so that you can put them or cardstock so that you can put them around your house, in your car, wherever you want the word of God in front of you and just plaster them everywhere. And so that's an awesome resource for you and your family. Yeah. And I heard a long time ago, a phrase, one word from God will change your life forever. And it's good to listen to different speakers and preachers and stuff, but really the Word of God is the life-changing power. And so these scriptures helps keep God's Word, which let me tell you, if you if you need peace in your home or you need peace in your marriage or you just need just to know what does God say about marriage, go to His Word. And uh, my wife did a great job with these uh, scriptures. That they're beautiful to look at, but they're also, God's Word is powerful. And so go check that resource out. Yeah, so last week we talked about emotional intimacy um, with your spouse. And this week we're going to jump into spiritual intimacy. And that might be like, what is that? But it's being open with your spouse about things of the spiritual nature. Yeah, and honestly, this is probably one of the most uncomfortable parts of intimacy for some couples. Um, Physical intimacy happens pretty naturally for, for pretty much anyone um, emotional intimacy takes vulnerability as far as opening up yourself. Spiritual intimacy, it it really, and this is something that, that took me and Heather quite a bit of time to really be comfortable opening up spiritually because there's this weird insecurity that couples have when it comes to things uh, about God because um, you don't want to feel stupid or don't want to act like you don't know what you're talking about or praying in front of your spouse for some people. When we first started doing it, it, it's, it makes you feel weird. It, made you, it was very uncomfortable for me. I was raised in church. I've been a Christian my whole life. I've always loved the Lord. But something about praying with Matt really weirded me out. It made me feel so uncomfortable. And that was something that I had to get over because it unlocks something in your marriage that you are desperately missing out on. And we don't want you to miss out on that anymore. No, and I, I love um, one phrase that I found when I was researching this topic is that spiritual intimacy may be best thought of as the power of the Holy Spirit being experienced and released in your relationship. And let, let me tell you, you need God's power. You need the Holy Spirit to guide your, your marriage, but to experience together. And um, there is an intimacy that happens when a husband and wife not only prays together, that's one part of it, but seeks God together, worships together, talks about. I love it when Heather um, Heather is reading a book or she has a new revelation. She comes and talk, and we get to talk about it. It You encourage each other, but it, it, it just it unites you with your spouse in a way that is very different from physical and emotional intimacy. Yeah, and a lot of times spiritual intimacy, intimacy comes when Matt's pursuing God, by his self, I'm pursuing God by myself, but then we're pursuing God together. And it's this awesome team thing. You know, Matt's an amazing person, stand alone. I'm okay, stand alone, but you put us together. I think you're amazing. (laughs) He thinks I'm amazing, but you put us together and we're almost unstoppable with the things of the spirit and the things of um, the Lord, because together we're a powerhouse of information and of, um, 
knowledge in the Lord. Yeah, and I think and the key there is, and you know, I, obviously, I think my wife is amazing. She thinks I'm amazing. That that makes a good marriage. But the the most foundational or fundamental part of creating spiritual intimacy in your marriage is God's the foundation. Um, I, I heard a message one time that you know my spouse is my number two because God's number one, and Heather's a great number two, but she she can't be God to me. She can't fill that void that only God can fill. And let me tell you, God has to be the foundation of your relationship. Um, there's a really good scripture in Ephesians 2. It says, Together we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. And so, in that part of it, Christ is the cornerstone of our marriage. Christ is the foundation. It, that's what carries us through. And um, like I said, Heather can't be God to me. She can't fill the void. There's there's an intimacy that I have to have with my God that Heather can never uh, fill, and I can't fill that for her. But whenever I'm seeking that for me, and I'm seeking that for my marriage, it unlocks so much in our relationship. Yeah, so you might be wondering, you know, what does this look like? Well, do you talk about God in your marriage? Is it an open conversation, or is that like a topic that you never even try to discuss with each other? It should be so common in your house that it's prevalent it's prevalent. You know, we often at the dinner table, hey, what'd you, what'd you read about in your Bible today? And we ask our kids and we ask each other, you know, what, what's God speaking to you about? Make that a normal thing. That shouldn't be some private hidden between you and your journal. That should be open information. You know, what's God, it stirs people up, you know, to know what's God speaking to you about today. And maybe it could help encourage the person sitting next to you at the table, whether it's your spouse or your child or whoever it may be. Yeah, and it's going back to the life giving or the power of God that you unleash whenever you put that in your relationship. Um, and even in First Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul wrote in chapter five. It says, um, "Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up." We we were encouraged by Paul to do the exact what I'm talking about, and you spur each other on in the faith. And there's sometimes whenever I can tell Heather's struggling a little bit, or she can tell I'm struggling, and we encourage each other and say, okay, have, have you have you prayed? Have you read your Bible? Um, don't give up and, and, and use these scriptures that my words will help Heather, but God's word will help it even or help her even more. But that's what you're spurring each other along. And so it's, that's, it's awesome when that happens. Yeah, there's been times that Matt can tell I'm down. And for whatever reason, God speaks to me in the shower and while I'm getting ready. It may be that it's the only quiet place in our house. You know, we have six kids. And so a quiet spot is hard to come by. And so the shower is, um, and when I'm doing my makeup and hair and I'm in my bathroom with the door shut, that's just kind of a time that God starts to deal with me on stuff. And so Matt will be like, if you're struggling, have you had your shower yet? Go get ready for the day and get quiet and get alone. Or for me going to my favorite coffee shop and just going through the drive-thru because it's like 30 minutes away from me, 20 minutes. And just getting in the car alone where I can put on some worship and just focus. And so do that. But your spouse should know you well enough to know when you need those moments. Yeah, and that goes back to, again, um, making God the, the foundation of your home is you make room for God. And I will go out of my way to make sure Heather has room because it is um, the wife, the the mom, you know, there's the moment she's awake and the kids are awake, someone always wants something from her. And so there's sometimes I can tell when she's depleted, okay, you need to, when, what can I do to help you get some quiet time? What can I do to help you just have time alone? 
Um, and let me tell you, that is me serving her, and that that is huge in our relationship. Um, the other question is, do you pray together? We mentioned earlier how you know that can be very awkward for for some people. Yeah, but prayer brings unity in a marriage. It invites God into the mix. Um, and it's just, it's something that you, you may have to start small. It may be the smallest, shortest prayer ever the first time, but the more you do it and the more that you pray together, the more normal it will become in your house. And we do this with our kids too. You know, my five-year-old, some, he hurts something. He's like, I need you to pray for me. And that's his first, if he gets hurt, if he has a boo-boo and owie, whatever, that's his first thing. Mama, will you pray for me? And so that should be the same thing in our marriage with our kids. If something is out of um, whack or not flowing right or, or you just need peace in something, our first line of defense should be prayer. And that should become so normal in our homes that that's what everybody turns to first in the house. If it's lacking peace, if it's lacking anything, hey, let's stop and pray. Make it so normal in your marriage and pray together as a couple in front of your kids and set that example for your family. Absolutely. And something that Heather um, just said that it prayer brings God into the relationship. Um, it says in Matthew 18, and I, I went and got some good scriptures because it, just to prove the point that you know this is it's so important. Um, but it says in Matthew 18, 19, um, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name there I there am I among you and so we're two people are gathered so when you and your spouse are, are, are getting together in God's name praying he's there with you and so you're bringing God into the home there's when you're unified spiritually and you're in tune with what he's wanting for you it unlocks so much peace so much joy in your relationship um it there's very few things that are that will grow you together spiritually like praying together there's just such a unity that happens because it's god intertwining your spirits really is what's happening as well yeah and as you start to pray together and do that you know if you've ever had a time in your marriage where things just feel off you and your spouse aren't clicking there's friction and you can just feel the agitation we, you know, there's times that Matt will say something to me and I hear it in a totally different way than what he meant, or I'll say it's something to him and it's like I'm speaking English and he's hearing French and we are just not connecting. I don't it's speak not, French. So and doesn't. he doesn't speak French, so this doesn't go well. But there are times that we, we're trying to communicate and it's, it's not happening. It's just like sandpaper grinding together. And in those moments, we need to learn, okay, something is off. The connection is off here. We need to stop and we need to pray and we need to get in unity together. And so um, try that. You know, if you're just not speaking the same language, stop and pray. God will get in the midst of that and he'll help connect those dots and help the communication start to flow better. Try it out if you don't believe us. It really does work. And sometimes, and we've even had this prayer in a moment of frustration and um, exhaustion. Is uh, you know, God, I don't know what's going on, but we just need your help. And there's been some times that the disconnect was like, okay, I, I don't understand why we're living on in the same house but in two different worlds. Lord, I, we need your help. And it's those moments when you're surrendering your relationship over to God and asking for His wisdom. The Bible says, seek wisdom and he'll give it to you. I mean, there's there's so many scriptures there. Um, but when you do it, the peace that happens 
because I know I need God's help to love Heather the way that she deserves to be loved. Um, and so I need him, I need him in our relationship. Yeah, so praying together really breaks down the walls of disconnect and it brings peace and unity. Why don't more marriages do this? Why is this not a just a natural thing for every Christian home? Um, and I'll, I'll actually interject something here um, and I actually kind of call out all the men. Um, the unfortunate reality is most, if you go to um, most churches in America, it is a, a women-ran enterprise because men have yielded their place. God, God put the man as the head of the household not in a way to domineer women that's that's not if that's your view of being head of the household you're missing the point um but he put us as the priest of the household we're supposed to be the spiritual leader heather looks to me as a spiritual leader of the home not in a way that i am dominant over her better than her it's just the way that god orchestrated it and so husbands if you're not the spiritual leader of your home and your wife is carrying that burden things are out of place and so it's men it's time to step up that's who God called you to be. And so some of the reasons why we don't have spiritual intimacy in our marriage is because we're not fulfilling the role that God has for us. And so men, serve or seek God for yourself. Step up, have your quiet time, have your devotional time, pray with your spouse, take the lead on this. And whenever you do that, like I said, it's not dominating your wife, but it's amazing the respect that your wife will, that will earn. Um, and you know, we talked about I don't want to pray in front of my spouse because I might feel stupid. They might think I'm stupid. They might think that what I'm praying is stupid. If we can't be vulnerable and honest with our spouse, there is no one on this planet that we can be. Our spouse is our safe place. Our spouse is that person that we can run to. And so who better to be able to open up and learn and um, value the things of the Lord? You know, we Matt and I learn together. If I do say something that's off, he can help me. You know, or if I don't know the answer to something, he can help me. And so don't be worried that your prayer is going to sound stupid or that if you go to them with questions about the word that they're going to think you're dumb. You're not. You're learning. We're all learning. It's a, it is a never-ending process. Yeah, no one ever gets to the point where they've arrived spiritually. Um, Paul, at the you know, he was writing, and I think it's um, Philippians says that if he's only obtained one true concept this man wrote half of the New Testament, but was still, you know, struggling to grasp just the magnitude of God. Let me tell you, if Paul hasn't got there, I haven't gotten there. My wife hasn't. So we have to approach that. Okay, so maybe you've been saved longer than your spouse. Maybe your spouse has been a Christian for five years and you were raised in church. It doesn't matter. You know, it's we're all seeking God together. We're all learning together. And so that'll help humbling yourself. And I think well, it goes back to there's pride and insecurities that really hold us back. And really, that's one person being selfish because a prideful person and an insecure person makes everything about themselves. And so if I'm making this whole thing about myself because I don't want to feel stupid, I'm robbing my marriage because I'm being me-focused. And so you have to lay that down at the altar of your marriage and say, okay, God, I, I will step out and sacrifice pride, sacrifice insecurities. I may sound stupid. My wife may laugh at my prayer, but I'm going to step out because I know that's what you're supposed to do. And wives don't laugh at their prayer. If you have a man that is stepping up and praying in front of you and being vulnerable in that way, please do not ever laugh or make fun of because you're going to break all the trust, all the communication down right there in that moment. And so always be encouraging and lifting up in that moment. Absolutely. And then um, another thing, why doesn't this happen often? And honestly, it's, it's, 
we use I don't have enough time as an excuse that it's really it's a cop-out um, it's not convenient because we don't make it convenient um, how many people have Netflix or Amazon Prime and binge watch shows for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours but what we're doing is that every time you're saying no to quiet time you're saying yes to something else every time you're saying no I don't have time to pray with my spouse you're saying yes to something else you have to make it a commitment say yes to having a spiritual intimacy with your with your spouse do whatever it takes make it inconvenience yourself whatever you have to do and I'll say when we put God first with our time and um, give him the first fruits of our time of the day he will multiply our to-do list not multiply the list but multiply the amount that we can get done on that list if we seek him first the whole rest of the day will go smoother. And so don't be worried about, I don't have time for that. Set time aside for your family, for you and your spouse to listen to the word, to pray together, to talk about the word, and God will take care of the rest of your to-do list. So don't even give that a second thought. There'll always be time. Absolutely, and it goes back to God's the foundation of your home. And you know, there was, uh, years ago I was painting some houses and there was a builder here um, in the Oklahoma City area that really he cut corners and didn't let the foundation sh- uh, really cure in on some homes and they had major major foundational issues the walls were cr- a little like an earthquake went through because this builder cut corners and didn't have a, a stable foundation and that's what happens with our marriage and so if you try to cut corners in your relationship with God and you try to to shortcut things it will fracture every part of, of your marriage and you'll miss out on, ha- on creating spiritual intimacy with your spouse and you need to be spiritually intimate with your spouse you need emotional intimacy with your spouse you need physical intimacy God created intimacy to unite a, a marriage in a, just a beautifully unique way and so you can just focus on the physical or maybe you're good at emotional but if you're not creating spiritual intimacy with your spouse you're really missing something you're missing God's best for your marriage yeah so start where you're at even if it's starting small start this week start today and start praying with your spouse and start seeing things change in your family in your marriage i want you to try it this week let us know if you need prayer reach out to us i'm heather at a joyfulfamily.com and matt for the guys he is matt at a joyfulfamily.com you can reach out to us on social media or through our website we would love to pray with you if you don't have anybody in your life that you can go to for that reach out to us we would love to pray for you Also, if you're not following our social media, again, go and do that. We're a joyful family on Facebook, Instagram. We have YouTube. We have all the things to connect you um, and get good content for your marriage and family. Absolutely. And something else that we've started um, branching out into, um, if you're needing um, someone to come along beside you more than just uh, an email and you're looking for a marriage coach, um, reach out to us. If you go to our website, there's a whole section on there about a marriage coaching and so definitely we want to be a resource to you whether it's through prayer whether it is through you know saying hey Matt and Heather I'd, I'd love to talk with you guys more me and my wife or going through something or me and my spouse need some guidance um, that is what we are here for so definitely check that out and uh, check out those scripture cards as well yes yeah, so we are praying for you have an amazing week and we'll talk to you next time